Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, everybody. How are you doing today? I am so excited to connect with you. I have so many questions for you. I want to know, like, what are you doing today? I want to know your plans. I want to know, is it morning time? Is it evening time? Um, You know, are you doing okay? And what is maybe a new hobby that you've picked up during this time? How many of you, like me, really need to go to the salon? I mean, goodness, we've got some major roots happening here. Uh, There are just so many things that need attention. Uh, But yet we find ourselves here in this moment, and I'm so thankful for it. I'm thankful for every aspect of it. You know, this um, season of holy interruption, which is how we've described uh, this quarantining time, it has been a welcomed relief to my soul. And I I don't want to act like it's not been a sacrifice or a big deal, because certainly I was so excited about all the plans that I had. I was going to actually see so many of you as I had a full speaking calendar. And also, I know like your plans were important. Like I know that many of you had graduations and you had birthdays and you had just special things that were going to take place that you really, really, really just you're grieving right now. And so I want to say I'm so sorry and um, I'm with you in that. But at the same time for me, this interruption has been so good for my soul. Um, I've had a chance to connect with the Lord so deeply uh, in a way that has been just helpful for me to know and and to really see the calling that He has on my life. And, and that's been good. There are those moments where we just need to take a break and we just need to take a deep breath and we need to just say, Lord, help us to reset. Help us to um, see, you know, your plans and your purposes. And that's what this has been for me. And I pray it's been that for you as well, that you've been able to see and sense the Lord in such specific ways that you know he has met with you. And if that hasn't happened yet, don't give up on that because God is faithful Uh, in his timing, in his way. He will meet you at your greatest point of need and he will speak truth and he will speak direction. Uh, He will speak tenderly into your life. And so keep praying and keep inclining your ear to him. And that's what we're doing together. We're inclining our ear to the Lord. And we're saying, Lord, we want to hear your words for our life. And there's such a beautiful um, focus just in saying, Lord, I want your words. I don't need my words. Um, although we we do have the opportunity to express our words to the Lord, and he is so gracious in that. But at the end of the day, we need to hear from him. We need to hear his direction. We need to hear um, his whisper. And that, that, my friends, that's what the role of the Holy Spirit is all about in our lives. It is through the work of the Holy Spirit that we are so intimately connected with the Father because the Spirit of God indwells us. The Spirit of God seals us. The Spirit of God teaches us. The Spirit of God reminds us. The Spirit of God comforts us. The Spirit of God intercedes for us. Uh, The Spirit of God brings to remembrance that which we have already learned. And the Spirit of God just brings such a, a closeness between us and the Lord. And so so we're we're just we're hopeful in that. Like we're expectant to hear from him. And so I wanted to just start this video off by saying that. Like 
I am expectant that you will hear from him. Um, I am expectant that I will hear from him. I'm expectant for him to move in such specific ways that on the other side of this, we will say, I know that the Lord met with me. I know that I heard from him. You know, and I'm just going to be so transparent and honest right now. The, the primary way that I hear from the Lord is through the Word of God. Um, it is in my Bible study. It is in my quiet time. It is whenever I am opening His Word and I am asking Him to speak truth into my life. That is the primary way. And I say that to just let you know that next week we're going to be talking about the Word of God and the importance of the Word of God and how it is the foundation for our belief system. So stay tuned for that. But the, the Holy Spirit speaks to us as we're in the Word. I don't know if you've ever been reading through, through a passage maybe that's very familiar to you or maybe it's a brand new passage, something that you've never read before or seen before and something just jumps off the page at you. Well, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And so he speaks to us through the word of God. Uh, the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our circumstances. Sometimes we're going through life and our circumstances, they may throw a curveball at us. They may, um, you know, they, they may catch us off guard or they may be the confirmation that we need to go in a specific direction. And the, the, the Spirit of God is leading us in that. Uh, sometimes the Spirit will prompt another believer to speak truth uh, into your life. Uh, maybe it's a phone call that comes at just the right time uh, in just the right way with just the right words that you know that the Spirit was whispering in a sense to uh, that fellow believer and prompting them to call you and to speak truth into your life. Uh, and then there are those moments where, for me, I sense the, the Holy Spirit just speaking to my soul, and it's not an audible voice. Um, it's, 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 it's not anything that anybody else can hear, but it's a certainty that I have uh, that I know that, that, that the Lord has spoken. And again, all of that lines up, or it must line up, with the Word of God. That is is our plumb line of truth. And so I start off by saying all of that to say that the work of the Holy Spirit is so personal in our life. It's so necessary in our life. And so we shouldn't be afraid of this conversation. We shouldn't shrink back from it. We should be pressing into this conversation about the roles of the Holy Spirit, as well as the gifting of the Holy Spirit. And then today's topic, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Um, what I love about the concept of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is that through the work of the Holy Spirit, I, as a believer in Jesus Christ, have the opportunity to daily demonstrate the difference that God makes in my life. Because what we see in scripture, specifically here in Galatians chapter 5, is that um, we have the opportunity through the work of the Holy Spirit to display character qualities that point others to the Lord. And I think that's just such an incredible privilege that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. And it goes back to that notion that we were created in the image of God to be in relationship with God, to display the difference that God makes in our lives. And so this relationship that we have with God, it is not distant. It is not far. It is not compartmentalized. 
and it's certainly not robotic. It is a close, personal, dear relationship. It is the most important relationship in our lives. And, and that is so important for us as wives and as moms and as sisters and friends and even, um, you know, members of our churches. Like we have to make sure that we not only keep Christ um, and the work of the Lord in the center of our lives, but also that we remember that we've got to nourish that relationship. We've got to feed that relationship. We've got to spend time and always keep that relationship at the very forefront of our hearts and minds. And when we do that, then we're positioned to be the kind of wife or mother or sister or friend or church member or coworker that God is calling us to be. But as women, it's actually kind of easy to get into our roles and our responsibilities, which all of them have a laundry list of things that go along with that, and to forsake that most important relationship with the Lord. So that's why this holy interruption has been so good for me. It has been sustaining. It has been um, nourishing. It has been it has been life giving in every way because I've had that opportunity to really connect and reconnect and more deeply connect with um, with my Lord. And I have found it to be exactly what I needed to do. And so, so that's so important. And as we do that, what scripture tells us is that we are going to display in action and word and deed and reaction the difference that Jesus makes in us. And as we display that difference, then the fruit of the Spirit will come forth out of us, not because we worked hard to make it happen, not because we put it on our to-do list, not because we are good church girls who have always been told that we need to love or that we need to show kindness or that we need to be faithful or that we need self-control because you and I both know that when uh, tempers are hot and whenever patience is short and whenever the squeeze is on, that naturally what is on the inside will come out. It just will. And so we wanna make sure that what we're cultivating on the inside is not a compartmentalized walk with God. It's not a safe walk with God. And it's certainly not a... Um, rigid walk with God, because that would go with the heart of stone, right? We want to cultivate a heart of flesh that's real and palpable and life-giving and needed in the everyday moments of life. And so God has given us his spirit to make that possible. Apart from the spirit of God, that's not sustainable even for a strong type A girl like some of you out there. And quite honestly, I can have strong type A tendencies as well, unless it comes to areas like eating, and then I just fold immediately, right? 
So let's talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we see in Galatians chapter 5, um, starting in verse 22, and then connecting all the way down to verse 26, that we um, find this list of character qualities that we as believers in Jesus Christ are called to demonstrate. And so when I think about the Holy Spirit, I think about that which is on the inside coming out. And, and whenever I look at what's on the outside, then I know it's a direct representation of what is on the inside. Uh, and so we want to have fruit. We want to have, um, you know, character quality that is demonstrated that is a representation of who Christ is in us and through us. And that only happens as the Holy Spirit literally changes who we are through the sanctification process. There's a story in the Old Testament that's found in Exodus chapter 33, and you may be familiar with it. I'm really gonna summarize it. I mean, just high level summary. And what's happening in Exodus chapter 20, or excuse me, Exodus chapter 33, is that the nation of Israel is um, leaving Egyptian captivity. They are on their way out of Egyptian captivity. They're headed to the promised land. And God just gets angry with them because they just kept blowing it, right? I mean, they would just do one thing after the next, uh, not um, honoring God, not serving God, not listening to God, not following Him. And so God in His mercy and in His grace, although He really wanted to just take care of them, He said He was going to send them on to the promised land, but that His presence would not go uh, with them to that place. And so that they could just go on and he would fulfill his promise to them to provide the promised land for them, but his presence would not go with them to that place. And Moses, with incredible sensitivity uh, to God in that moment, interceded on behalf of the nation of Israel. And he said, Lord, if your presence does not go with us, how will the people know that we belong to you? And I always think about that passage of scripture in Exodus 33 and this passage of scripture in Galatians chapter 5, uh, because that's what I think of when I think of the fruit of the Spirit. It is that distinguishing mark that clearly sets us apart as believers in Jesus Christ, uh, because in the hardest situation of life, that situation that is maybe there because of hardship or trial or tribulation or loss or unexpected circumstances that were beyond our control, when we can in those moments demonstrate love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, then there is evidence that God is making a difference in us. His presence is tangible in those moments. Also in the high level moments of life, whenever there's great joy, whenever there's great celebration, when life is easy, uh, when life is joyful, when life is happy and fun, in those moments when we can have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control, we equally demonstrate just in a different way that God is at the center of our lives and that his presence is setting us apart because oftentimes it's in the extremes of the hardest time 
or the best time that we put our eyes on ourselves, and we determine in those moments what we need in order to make it. So at the beginning of your homework, I asked you to think about what is the hardest thing going on in your life right now? That thing that it steals your joy, it wears you out, it leaves you wondering if God sees and if he cares and if he knows, it, it takes your breath away. Um, it may be a relationship, it may be a job situation, it may be something going on in your marriage or with your children. Uh, it could be any number of things, a health-related situation. What is that hardest thing? I want you to think about that. And then what is that best thing? Is there a best thing right now? Is there something that you're like, this is finally come through. This is finally where I'm sensing some progress because that's where we gotta be careful too. Because in our flesh, that part of us that just yearns for temporary relief, we can forsake focusing on the Lord and his plans and his purposes and what we do in that moment is we set ourselves up as judge and jury for how our life should turn out. And then we connect God's goodness and character to that. And without even knowing it, we start to judge him. So we want to be careful about that. And the way that we're careful about that is to say, Lord, your presence and your power and your provision they're everything in the midst of this situation. So Lord, in this hard time and in this great time, help me to not only see you, but to demonstrate you. And when we do that, friends, the Holy Spirit is working so powerfully in and through our lives. And we are most likely demonstrating a character quality that is setting us apart, not in a prideful way, not in an arrogant way, but in a way that points others not to us, but to him. So let's talk about Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 26, and the fruit of the Spirit. Let me read that for you, and then I'm going to walk you through the different fruit um, fruits that we see there. Starting in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So you see that concept there, that we live by the Spirit, so we're going to walk by the Spirit. And when we do that, the outcome of our life will be love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. So let's talk about the fruits and let's talk about what those look like in our hard situation as, as well as our easy situation. The word love that's used in Galatians 5.22, this is a word that is connected to that Old Testament word has said, that loyal, faithful love that God demonstrates towards the least likely. And so in the midst of our situations that are overwhelming or really, really exciting, 
How are we demonstrating chesed love, loyal love, faithful love, maybe to someone who is in a least likely or a less fortunate situation? It also means to cherish and to esteem. So in the midst of that situation that is going on in your life, how can you love an individual? How can you cherish an individual? How can you esteem an individual? Especially maybe someone who's in a least likely or in a difficult situation as a result of your situation. So we, we see that love will just flow out of our life. That's love not only for God, but love for each other. And I, I don't know about you, but I keep seeing love over and over and over again right now in this season of my study in God's Word. It's like every time I open the Bible, there it is. We're called to love. We're called to love. We're called to love. So the first character quality that needs to be demonstrated in and through our life as evidence of the Holy Spirit working in and through our life is love, that cherished, esteemed love. The next one is joy. And this is the concept of having gladness, of actually rejoicing in the situation. Now, in that hard situation, sometimes that's really hard. So we have to dig deep and we have to ask the Lord, how can I rejoice in this situation? Maybe the fact that we aren't alone in it, uh, that God has given us his word. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us others. Um, he's given us his presence that we get to display the difference that he makes. And as a result of that, we get to have gospel witness in the midst of that moment that that would bring some rejoicing, that that would bring some joy into our life. Remember, joy is not the absence of problems. Rather, it's the presence of God in the midst of those problems. And so when we understand that, we're able to find joy even in the most difficult situation. The next one is peace. And this word peace, it means tranquility, it means um, calm, it, it means harmony, it means well-being. This is the same kind of peace that we see over in the book of Philippians when we're told, do not be anxious about anything, and that how whenever we're not anxious that there is a peace that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so when we're in the midst of both really hard situations and really good situations, Let's have a peace, not in our situations and their outcomes, but rather in the character of God and who he is and how he faithfully works. This word peace, it denotes a state of untroubled well-being. So like there's just this calm, even in the midst of the storm. There's this repose. There's this tranquility, even in the midst of the storm. The next one is patience. Um, and and that that is the idea of long suffering, um, and and you know for all of us I think that's just a hard one. Like none of us want to be patient. None of us like to wait. Uh, not only does our culture not set us up for that, our flesh doesn't either. Like we want instant satisfaction, instant gratification, instant move in this particular situation. But here's what we know about the waiting process. Oftentimes, the waiting process actually helps us to conform to the image of Jesus Christ because in that waiting process, we learn to want God more than the outcome, and that is always good. That is always good, friends. Not only that, we learn about God and we learn about ourselves through the waiting process. So we've got to be patient. We've got to wait on God's time. And in the process of waiting on His time, we're 
being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We are being convicted by the Holy Spirit. We're being transformed by his work in our life. And there is a patience. There is a long suffering that says, Lord, I'm going to trust your time over my time. So we got to have patience. The next one is kindness. And this is the idea of just being useful. Um, this is the idea of being profitable. Uh, this word describes a person's disposition, uh, that this person is helpful, this person is useful, this person um, is, is, is kind in the way that they act. This is the opposite of severity or cutting something short uh, or doing something quickly. It is the grace which pervades the whole nature it has the idea of being like mellow instead of being harsh. And so I had to do a little extra study on that one because I thought, what does kindness look like in the midst of my difficult situations? So there's a mellowness to this person who is kind, uh, not a harshness. And sometimes in the midst of waiting and overwhelming situations, we immediately go to this edge, right? That has like a bit of harshness to it. So this person is kind instead of being harsh or difficult. Uh, the next one is goodness. And this is the idea of being good or beneficial. Uh, biblically, goodness is defined in respect to God's uh, estimation of what is good. And I, I had to write that down because I think all, all the time we have to fight the tendency to define good um, based upon our expectations and our temporary mindset. But goodness understands that God has an estimation process for every single situation that we're in that is different than our own. So we're going to submit to his definition of good. Um, and we're going to say, Lord, while this is what I want, not my will be done, but your will be done. And that demonstrates goodness in our life. The next one is faithfulness. This one was really, really good to look at because this one um, denotes trust. And oh my goodness, in the hard situations, as well as in those best situations, we got to trust God. We got to trust that he is um, moving in and through our life. We have to trust that he is in control. We have to trust that he has a plan and that he is fulfilling that plan. So this concept of trust, it also has the idea of belief. And so this is belief in truth. So this Faithfulness is what we actually glean from the word of God because we see that we can trust God in every single situation as well as connect his, his word to our everyday life as we build these spiritual doctrines or beliefs into our life and that we put our faith in God, in his character, in his word, in his teachings to the point that we demonstrate his character and his providence in the midst of our everyday life. So we're saying, Lord, you know, not my will be done, but thy will be done. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to trust you even in these hard moments. The next one is gentleness. And boy, I have an entire page on this, on gentleness. I'm going to put all this in the notes for you. Um, this concept of gentleness, it does mean meekness. Uh, it does literally translate as meek sometimes, but here's what we need to understand. Um, it's, it's not the idea of being weak, 
And I know you've probably heard that if you've studied the fruits of the Spirit. So we're not saying that we need a weak kind of pushover faith or a weak kind of pushover individual who just says, well, whatever happens, happens. No, this is the person who gets angry at the right time in the right way for the right reasons. So it's not not getting angry, but rather it's a person who has an ability to gauge when it's time to get angry, what you get angry at, and how you get angry. Um, even Jesus, when he cleared the temple, he was angry, but he did it in the right way. So gentleness is not weakness, but it's power under control. Uh, it is a balance that is born out of strength and character. And so when we trust the move of the Holy Spirit in and through our life, there's gonna be a development of both strength and character in our life that helps us to know when we see injustice, when we see something that isn't right, that we are angry in the right way at the right time. And we handle that with firmness, but also with grace. And then the final one is self-control. And this is the virtue uh, that actually kind of could be translated as mastery. Um, so you've, you've mastered this situation or you've mastered this circumstance, but it's not master it in and of yourself. No, this is a virtue of one who masters his desires and passions, and it proceeds not from within oneself, but, uh, okay, let me say that again, proceeds out from within Okay, so that's what we need to understand about self-control. This is a virtue of a person who masters his desires and his passions in a way that it proceeds from within someone, not from without. So I hope that makes sense. So this is not a, a type A person who has just decided, I'm going to not do this or I'm going to do that. So as a result of it, I'm just going to make my list and I'm just going to stick to my list. This is a person who has self-control because they have surrendered on the inside to the work of the Holy Spirit in a given situation or circumstance. And so the what's coming out of them is a reflection of what has happened inside of them. And so whenever we demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit, then what happens is Exodus 33 actually becomes a picture of our lives as we go into our promised land experience as New Testament believers, which is not a physical location made up of uh, a real estate. It's not prime land that's flowing with milk and honey like in the Old Testament, but for us, but for us as New Testament believers, the promised land experience for you and me is when in the midst of any situation, whether it's the best, whether it's the worst, or it's somewhere in the middle, we're demonstrating love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Because in that moment, and every single one of those moments, we are walking in step with the Spirit. We're being controlled by the Spirit, and we're demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit. And so I want you to dig into your homework and I want you to look at Galatians chapter five. Uh, and then I want you to look at the fruits of the Spirit and identify the ones that maybe God's just doing a work in your life through um, the study on the Holy Spirit. Where is it that you need to press in? Where is it that you need to continue the development of fruit not in your strength, not in your power, but through the power of the Holy Spirit as he helps you to always keep 
Christ in the center of your life. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full, free, abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.